Let's start the show by talking about my sponsor, Paloma Verde, and their new website, PalomaVerdeCBD.com. Head over to PalomaVerdeCBD.com and check them out for all of your CBD needs. They've got the gummies, tinctures, the salves. So if you're needing anything to maybe chill you out, something to help you get mellowed out, something for your joint pain and stiffness, go over to PalomaVerdeCBD.com and give them a check out. Carlos and Vanessa are awesome people. They run a great company. And if you enter the promo code FACTS at checkout, you'll get 25% off your order. Plus, any order over $75, you get free shipping. So, I don't know what you're waiting for. Head over to PalomaVerdeCBD.com and check them out. Let's start the show. This episode will be completely taken out of context. Welcome to the Fact Check This Podcast. All right, Fact Check This Podcast, and today I was going to talk about an article or something. I I had more of a plan for today, and I just decided to throw that out and do something a little bit different. So I'm going to talk about some of the, we can call them conspiracy theories, that I have surrounding what's going to happen over the next couple of years. Let's start with... And I've, I've mentioned this stuff previously on other shows, definitely on the morning show and maybe even on this show. Um, but I'm going to like lay it out like this is kind of what I see happening over the next two, four, six, ten years. So let's start with the obvious. And let me just preface all of this with this is my opinion. I don't have any source material. I don't have anything to back any of this. This is just me off the cuff. Shooting the shit. So take it for what you will. Take it with a grain of salt. Um, go ahead and assume that I'm going to be completely wrong on all of this. But in the event that I am right, I said so. I told you. So I guess it's the, uh, the correct way to, to go about that. So let's start with what's going to happen over the next year and a half, two years. Maybe not even that long. So this whole Biden thing is getting kind of ridiculous. Uh, like mainstream media doesn't typically go after uh, their chosen president-elect the way they have Biden. I mean, generally speaking, mainstream media hated George W. Bush, especially for the last two or three years of his presidency. And they still didn't talk about him the way that they're talking about Biden. You didn't see all of the coverage of the gaps and people talking about his cognitive decline, the actually seeing his approval ratings being as low as they are and the fact that they talk about his approval ratings being as low as they are. Like, this stuff has been the uh, establishment media has been going after Biden for about a year now, which is pretty impressive, honestly. Like, I, I never would have expected it. I, I thought they would just like bend over backwards to suck his dick at every opportunity they had. And that's not to say that they have not done an exceptional job of bending over backwards to suck his dick at every opportunity that they have. But they have also 
been very critical. They've also been very outright uh, attacking in some instances of the Biden administration. And Kamala has not been uh, immune for, to that either. There, there's been plenty of plenty of information and stuff out there about Kamala Harris, about uh, how little she does, about how much turnover she has within her staff, about her own incredibly low approval ratings. Um, it's not as prevalent, but it's been talked about. It's been out there. And so one of the things that I think is going on right now, for all of 2021, they kept Biden tucked away behind the scenes. He did minimal press conferences. When he did do press conferences, uh, the reporters weren't allowed to ask questions or what questions they were allowed to ask were pre-screened or pre-written questions that he already had an answer sheet for. Um, they would trot him up there. He would say whatever was on the teleprompter. He would read the answers to whatever two or three questions they had for him that were allowed. And then they would shuttle him off the stage as fast as they could get him out. They really, really limited his exposure. He didn't travel. He didn't do any of that sort of stuff. Um, or minimally, anyway. And when he was doing traveling and public speaking events and stuff like that, like his exposure was incredibly limited. They didn't, they, they kept him under wraps for the most part. Well, now they're putting him out there. And the more that they put him out there, the more insane it seems the more of the cognitive de decline is on display, the more that he says and does weird, goofy shit or just generally doesn't seem to have any idea what the fuck is going on. And I don't think that's unintentional. I think they are deliberately trying to showcase that he is in significant decline. Uh, COVID, rebound COVID. Some of the other stuff, uh, I think they are trying to create the narrative that he is no longer fit to serve. And I think they're going to really ramp that up over the next three or four months and push that. Also, Kamala Harris has been largely hidden. Uh, a lot of these like diplomatic trips that for some reason they have Nancy Pelosi taking are things that typically either vice president or secretary of state would do. They're, they have sent Kamala out on a few occasions. And like you saw with, uh, was it, it wasn't in France, maybe it was in Poland, whenever she was fielding questions from reporters. Um, and, and she kept trying to defer to the other guy on stage when the questions were like directly aimed at her. I mean, she is not fit for this job. She is not qualified to be answering questions or to be up there. And every speech she gives, I like, I don't know who her speechwriter is or if she even has one or <clears throat> what's going on, but she, she always devolves into this loop where she keeps saying the same thing over and over again, because she's, she's not smart enough to answer the question or to say anything else. So, so she just gets stuck in this mental loop 
that she can't break out of because she just doesn't have an answer to anything. I mean, you saw it in the presidential debates in uh, 2015 leading up to uh, the Democratic primaries and everything. Like the whole reason she washed out is because she is not a smart person. She just she cannot she's not mentally built for what's required of of that position. So I think what they're trying to do is create a situation where Biden has to take a break. He has to step away for a while. And this is not unprecedented, and it's also completely constitutional. It's built in. Uh, I could pull the exact wording, but it is permissible that the president take a leave, step away, what have you. In which case, the vice president will serve as uh, the temporary president. So during that time, I think what they're going to try to do is they're going to try to have Biden take a month or so off, month, month and a half off. During that time, Kamala will be president, at which point, whatever skeletons she's got in her closet that the DNC is sitting on, because I guarantee you she's got a bunch of shit that they're sitting on. Um, that's when that stuff will start to come to the surface. So as she's taking her her spot as the uh, temporary president or uh, president uh, in the stead of or whatever. There's a specific term for it. And for some reason, I'm drawing a blank on it. While she's doing her time as the uh, temporary president, I believe that's when they will appoint Hillary Clinton to a advisory position or something like a uh, temporary vice presidential position. That way, when they release all of the firestorm of shit that they have on Kamala and they usher her out, that's when Biden will come back and will appoint Hillary as the vice president. And then shortly thereafter, whatever <clears throat> the health issues are that Biden has going on that are going to, <clears throat> excuse me, that are going to require him to take his leave of absence. That's when that'll come back and it'll be decided that he will not be able to continue serving as the president of the United States. And then it will be passed to newly appointed vice president Hillary Clinton to be the president of the United States of America. I think somewhere between January and March of 2023, that's when we'll see all of this happen. And this will be done to set up the showdown number two of Hillary and the Donald. Which brings me to Mar-a-Lago getting raided by the FBI. When Biden got elected, I wondered out loud, how long can they keep 
the Trump narrative going with him not in office. Because the only thing that made mainstream media and really the whole system relevant and functional was the fact that they had Donald Trump as this eternal enemy, this horrible white supremacist, misogynistic, transphobic, homophobic, uh, everything you could hope for, fascist, neo-fascist, bad guy. They needed that. That's what drove their narrative forward for literally four years. That's that's the only thing they had to run on. Because at the time, whether it was uh, temporary or or uh, manufactured or whatever you want to call it, the economy was doing well. Everything was kind of going in a moderately decent direction. Like I said, I, it you can look at the analytics and uh, it was never as good as what it looked. And the things that we're seeing now were are a result of things that were done then. So, like this whole thing is a giant snowball that's you know finally become the the town killing massive thing. Uh, but they could paint over anything good with Trump, 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 evil, evil, evil. Well, as soon as he's out of office and all of the horrible things that have been going on, or all of the things not necessarily that are horrible, but the things that were going to lead to economic failure were going to start to come for, to fruition. Um, how were they going to keep Trump as that focal point of being the bad guy? How could they not start turning on Biden? Which, like I said, they, they have done to some extent. Well, they had to have impeachment round two, which produced nothing. So they continued to pump the January 6th commission thing, which has also produced nothing. So now they're going to do this raid for documents or something that's also going to produce nothing. Like they have to keep Trump as the eternal bad guy. They're they're not going to he's never going to be prosecuted, found guilty of anything. He's never going to jail. Like none of that stuff's going to happen. They're just they have to. They have to keep stretching it out as he's the eternal bad guy. But there's more strategy to it than just that. Because as they keep propping him up as the eternal bad guy, they progressively build more and more towards that point of martyrdom. And they will push a already fairly rabid Trump base that is now getting fuel from some... Uh, victories across the political spectrum into the 2024 election. So I think what the goal of all of this is, is to keep pushing Trump higher and higher because the recession that we're seeing now, the inflation that we're seeing now, the increase in interest rates that the Fed is going to be rolling out. Um, like none of this is going to stop. This, there is no short-term solution to any of the problems that we have with the country right now. In fact, it's probably going to take five or six years before any of this is really solved, assuming they do what's necessary and run the whole fucking thing 
all the way into the ground and crash it entirely. So if you're the people who want to be in charge for, from say that fifth or sixth year when things do start to take the turn back up, if you want to be the people in charge from that point going forward, you can't be the people who are in charge during this point of collapse. Because whoever's running things during that time is going to be viewed as the ones who ran it into the ground. It, look at what happened in the lead up to the recession of 2008, the mortgage collapse and all of that. The Republicans were in charge of that. They were demonized as the bad guys who created all of that. Democrats took that swing and took power for the next roughly eight years. If you were the Democrats right now, you, you know that everything that's happening right now is not going to stop at the end of 2022. It's not going to stop at the end of 2024. This is going to go for a while. There's no quick fix solution to this. So what you have to do is not be the ones who take the blame. Because in 2025, 2026, when we are in the full-on middle of total collapse and it's hitting rock bottom, nobody's going to remember that Joe Biden was the president in 2022 when it started. They're going to remember that the Republicans controlled the House, the Senate, and the presidency in 2024. And it's going to be Republican and Donald Trump's fault. You have to understand the idea of war. It's not that the, like, do you want to always win? Sure. But what if that victory costs you more than what a loss would? So, what do you do? You throw some money at new right Trump-backed candidates to get them elected. You push Trump to borderline martyr status and enrage his already ravenous base. Push voter turnout from the right in 2024 and get a whole bunch of Republicans in control so that when the collapse is going to come because it's not it it's it can't be stopped it can't be stopped like we are past the point of stopping it the only thing you do is kick the can a little further down the road so if you're smart what you do is you stop kicking that fucking can you push your enemies into control and then you just Run the thing into the fucking ground. And then they're to blame. They're responsible. It's all their fault. And now the solution is, as the uptick starts to happen, is we don't want this to happen again. So you need to put us in charge. We need to be the ones who are running it. Because they ran it into the ground. They're the ones who fucked it up. So you need us to fix it. And we'll make sure that it never happens again. And all you have to do is vote all those bastards out and give us the reins and we can bring about 
a new, beautiful globalist society where you don't have all of these ridiculous nationalistic problems that these uh, borderline fascists in the the new right with this uh, Trump-style GOP and Trump-style nationalism brought about. We can bring on a good globalist society where we all work together and we all get along and we fix all of these problems and we don't have to deal with it ever again. And if you look across the board, you see that these new right type of movements are gaining traction and starting to take control, even across Europe across the European Union, across other parts of the world. It's all a fucking op. It's all a game. Maybe I'm wrong. But sit down and really think about it and look at it. If you knew, if you knew there was a guaranteed 100% chance that everything was going to go to complete and total shit. Would you want to be the one holding the bag for that? Would you want to be the one who everybody's going to look at and say, they were in control. They're the reason it happened. Fuck those guys. Let's give the other people power. No, you don't want to be the one standing there holding the reins. You want to be the other people. The ones that they're like... That's got to be a better alternative, right? Because they're not the ones that ran us into the fucking ground. Hope I'm wrong, but I doubt it. That'll do it for today. I will be back on Sunday evening at either at 7 or 8 Central. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I'll be joined by Patrick McFarlane, Connor Freeman, and Jason from the 2-Bit Podcast, we are going to talk about the Mother Jones hit piece on Blake Masters and also a New York Times piece that talked about Blake Masters' win. And uh, we're all going to disagree a little bit on Masters, but I think at the end of the day, we're going to have a great conversation. So tune in for that on Sunday night. And if you miss it on Sunday night, that'll be Monday's episode anyway. So you can check it out then. Hope everybody has a great rest of your week and a great weekend. And I will see you Sunday or Monday. Thank you.